Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, and normally I'll do my normal little stick of a, I have a guest, but today I don't have a guest. Today I have someone that is doing monumental things. This lady, she writes books. She's a coach, life coach, if you want to say that, an entrepreneur. She even has her own podcast. Her name is Elizabeth Moses. Please tell my audience about yourself real fast. Hi, hi. Um, thank, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome, it. you're welcome. Um, yeah, I mean, everything you said is, is it. I'm a, an entrepreneur, a life and business coach, an author, and then I have the Power to Pivot podcast. And, you know, I'm here to, to share the message of the Power to Pivot. So that's me in a nutshell. And a baker and, and mom and all the fun stuff, so... And guys, once again, she is from Philly. Yes, one of, yes. One of the places I stopped through, I told her there's a few different suburbs I stopped through. I didn't say nothing about the city, and I do stop through Germantown, so anyone across Philly, don't be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth, do you go by that, or do you like to go by Beth? Which um, one? Elizabeth, Liz, are right, Liz. people refer to me okay. as, yeah. Okay, let's dive into these books real fast. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is The Journey to Healing, Love, yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about that one. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about that one. That was actually book number two that I wrote and all the chapters begin with love letters from me to you. And it shapes around the conversation and concept of self-love. You know, we go through things in life. We have choices to make. Um, when we talk about healing and trauma, every decision we make starts from our self-worth and that starts with loving yourself you know loving yourself enough to take the journey loving yourself enough to make those choices that you need to through life and that's really what this book is about so it's a conversation between me and the reader um, about that and that involves forgiveness creativity acceptance understanding who you are at the core of who you are and what your energy feels like the difference between your ego and your intuition. So we tap on a lot of different concepts in the book, but it's all about self-love. And there's a part of the book where it has reflection questions. So the reader can come back and start to journal on some of these topics and start to dive in for themselves. And then there's a section as well where you can write your own love letters to yourself. Okay, I like that concept right there. That's a lot of self-care. And um, that's one thing on this podcast that, that mental health awareness and and it's nice that someone like you and like so many others can get out here and just word this in a, in a manner that people can grip. I'm not the type of person. I am very good with words, but I can't move mountains like that. Okay. Now. You can, I, yeah, you I, absolutely can. I'm I, sure. I, I, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, that's what you do. I'm just the podcast guy, but you do yeah. the podcast and also. Okay. So let's dive into this next one. This is where you pivot the shift mm-hmm. from fear to freedom. Mm-hmm. So this tell us was about that one. Yeah. So this was book number one and Ooh. it came from a camping trip and this is where the book opens. Um, I got to a campsite, was on a camping trip and heard the campsite was empty. It was cold. There was nobody else there, but I heard a voice that said, this is where you pivot. And I had no idea what the heck this even meant. Um, but it was undeniable. It was a clear, loud voice. And I was like, what what is this? The next day I was climbing a mountain, um, finding myself literally scared out of my mind to the point of an anxiety attack, multiple anxiety attacks. But that phrase, this is where you pivot, kept coming to mind. 
and I okay. kept hearing it. And eventually I realized all the self-judgment that I had for myself, all the fear, not just in that moment, but in my life in general. And I knew I had a choice to make. I could either stay in that personal, can I say personal hell that I was in? Yeah, <laughs> Am I allowed you can to say, say whatever that? you want on here. Um, could stay there or I could make a new choice, pivot and enjoy this experience because ultimately I was there to not just to hike the mountain, but to see this waterfall and enjoy the nature that I was surrounded by. And I was missing all of it because I was so stuck in my head of that fear, the blame, the shame, the self-judgment. I was watching people. I was afraid people thought I looked crazy for, for being there. And I was stuck in my own mind. And so this is where you pivot was a moment for me where I was like, this was a reality check. I could stay there and die on the mountain because I literally thought I was going to die. Okay. Or I could stand up straight, take a breath, kind of get over myself and keep walking. And once I did that, the whole entire experience changed because I could see the trees, see the sky, feel the breeze. I was much more present and aware of what was going on to the point where I could enjoy it. And I realized that those are moments that we can make every single day. It's not just when you're literally hiking a mountain, you know, it can be as simple as we're stuck in traffic and running late. And do we sit in a headspace of, oh my God, and be in this stressful space? Or can we redirect and maybe put on our favorite music and focus on something else so we're not sitting in our own head about it so much? Okay, so I'm gonna break this down for my audience a little bit, use a little bit of this country jargon that they use here in West Virginia. <laughs> so you went up to this mountain at first, you were Chevy built and you came off Ford Tough, basically. Yeah, I like it, I like it, yeah. Yeah, okay, I get that. Now we've got one more book to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you announce the, the title of that one, because that one, that's going to be the one that I pick up. And uh, one thing I want to tell the audience, um, this was one of the, the, the most, this is one of the fastest connections I've made with someone when it comes to doing a podcast. We were literally just talking what, last week. Yeah, yeah, it was quick. And, and we were able to make things connect. And that's how this podcast came together. So could you tell them the name of that book? Yeah, it's called Connect You, A Guide to Your Authentic Life. This actually just released the beginning of this month. And it's actually a workbook. So um, right now it's only available in paperback because to me that pen paper connection and actually getting into the writing of it is important to make those connections between mind, heart and the page. But it is a workbook and it, it's, it takes you through those pieces that help you connect in, inward that make you you. It's not just one thing that connects the authenticity of who you are and what your voice sounds like you know when we talk about following your heart and following that intuition what what does that even mean right and how and how do you get there so that's really what this book is about it takes you you know gives you snippets of those pieces that you can start to connect for yourself about who you are because ultimately we have all this information coming to us every single day be it on social media you know, the news, whatever. And a lot of it's great and necessary, but I think for a lot of us, and I know I, this happened for me, it becomes really, really hard to connect in with who you are in the core of you and bring your gifts forward. 
and what you're here to do and what you're here to, to talk about and how you're here to show up in the world. And, and I want this workbook to be a starting place for, you know, those that really feel like I know that there's something else, but I don't know how to get there, that this is a starting conversation for you. Okay. I like that. And do me a favor real quick, because you know how podcasts go. People skip through podcasts here and there. Could you plug where they can find these books and how they can get in contact with you? And we'll do this a few times through the podcast. And I'm very raw with this podcast. I always like to throw that in there because I like the audience to know that they're going to hear where they can find you. (laughs) No, I appreciate it. Yeah. So right now, all three books are available on Amazon. Um, The Journey to Healing, and this is where you pivot, you can get on Amazon in paperback or Kindle versions. Uh, and the third book, Connect You, is available paperback only on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And people can reach out. I love to hear from, from listeners, from viewers, you know, social media. You can find me online, Elizabeth Miles. Um, you can email me at march4thmediaco at gmail.com. The website's march4thmediacompany.com. Um, or on Instagram, March 4th Media Co. Okay, okay. That's cool there. Now, we did that part. Now, let's get into the part of what made you want to start writing? That's something I ask so many different authors because everyone tells me at first, nine times out of 10, I usually get, um, it started at age eight or nine. I just started writing on pen and paper. And then some of them give me the twist to the story. Some give me a really OPEC story. So what's your story? So, you know, to be honest, I have been, a loved writing from the time I was little. Now, that being said, I was, have not always been a writer. Um, there was a point where I kind of turned it off and wrote because I had to. And it was funny because over time, there was always these points where I'd come back and I'd go, I, I think I want to write a book, but who am I to write a book? And what the heck am I going to talk about anyway? And I kept turning that part off, forgetting how much I loved it. And I had been journaling through my own coaching work, you know, prior to me even writing the book. And that just that journaling process alone, probably about, I would say at this point, three or four years ago, brought me back to how much I enjoyed writing. So you know, I'd like to, to say it's been my whole life. I've always loved it. Um, once I was on that mountain, you know, in 2019 and heard that call, did I expect it to become a book? Um, I wasn't really sure where it was going to go, but once I got back to the campsite, a lot of the concepts that I do talk about in the book kind of came flooding back to me. And in some ways that book wrote itself. Okay. So now, let, me, let me ask you this real quick. Who inspired you to write? Because everybody has somebody behind them. Like I have uh, a nice lady named Stacy in my background. She really pushes me to do the podcast and to keep it going and stuff like that. Who behind the scenes pushes you to write these books? And, and is your inspiration to write them? So the my kids are a huge force for me. You know, my when I was trying to finish, this is where you pivot my 16 year old, you know, I said, I, I got to get this done. You know, something's really calling me to move on this now. And, you know, she said, I'm going to lock you in your room. You cannot come out until you're finished. And she literally just, she made it easy for me and supported me through. It was like, can I get you tea? What do you need? Making sure I ate. And she's like, you got to finish this mom. Like you, 
you have to do this. So it's nice to have that support in the background. Um, and, and so now I look to that and they're kind of my cheerleaders with the, and, and my, my help too, when it comes to social media. And I, I ask them my tech questions when I need to, cause they're super savvy about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, my husband's a great supporter for me as well. He's actually on some of the podcast episodes with me as well. Um, so we, we share in it together with the writing. Okay. Now it's time for me to get you to give back to the community real fast. And we're mm-hmm. going to start, we're going to start first with your authoring portion. Okay. Um, what advice would you give to someone that wants to write something to help someone? And, and, ha- and how would you get them, tell them the easiest way to start a narrative? Because people always can give me a way that they did it, but they don't have a way to instruct it for someone else. And I'm like, you're an author. I believe you have a way to instruct it. Your process may be totally different. Everyone's different, but there's a certain way you start it and a certain way you start your narrative. So could you help the audience out there, please? I think it's important for authors and or those who want to write to make it as authentic as possible. I know how the how of that is going to change, like you said. I know for me, when I write, I want it to sound like a conversation. It's one of the biggest comments that I get, the most common thing that I hear is, I feel like you're here with me, with me having a conversation. And that's my style. But it took me a while to really understand kind of what that was and what it felt like. And so understanding kind of who you are, and being really honest about the message that you want to share, because we all are here together and can learn from each other not being afraid to have those hard conversations that you need to with yourself and with your reader, you know, but that's not always easy. But I think as authors, like if you're a writer or a podcaster or a musician, like you have a message to, and, and allowing yourself to show up for that creative process as it needs to is so important. Hey, I really appreciate that. Now, on the author end of things, because like I said, you're multifaceted, so we've got a great conversation going. How do you handle the criticism when it comes to the writing portion of what you do? So it hurts. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That part's hard because you put so much of your time and energy in that you have to give yourself time to let it kind of unfold. I know for me, here's what happens for me, right? I'll, I know when I go to the gym or I'm working out and doing all the health stuff, I, I write better. I create better. Um, my authentic self, that intuitive side comes out a lot easier. And so that said, what'll happen is I'll go to the gym, I'll come home and I'll sit down to write. And I have all these thoughts that I want to write, but I have to remind myself like, this is not necessarily submission ready. Um, allowing yourself to be open to the feedback from somebody else reading your writing is a huge part of the process. It's not always easy. So ask people that you trust not to be mean about it, <laughs> but ultimately you can use it. You can either choose to let it hold you back or learn from it. And that's okay. how I see it. As hard as it is to hear, because we think that everything we write, or we want to think that everything we write is perfect. Um, it doesn't always translate like that the first or second time around. And being open to that feedback, it, it is part of the process. You can learn from it and grow. 
All right, because because I was speaking with another author, and one thing that she said that stuck with me, and, and it stuck with me through all these other podcasts, as long as it's creative, mm-hmm. as long as it does something to build structure, mm-hmm. that's the type of criticism that I would take myself to. But like you said, outside of that, no. Now we're going to jump into one one major thing. You have a media company, March Fourth Media Company. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your brainchild and everything that's involved in it. Because here's the thing, like, like, like I'm telling people, like, you know, someone can look you up on um, Amazon, see a picture of you, you're all smiling, and they can get just a bit about you. But then you have March 4th Media in your author updates. You have, and, and this is one thing that I want to commend you on. I like your presentation on social media. I speak so much openly um, in, in my Instagram uh or IGTVs that I do once in a while about how people want to promote something, but they only promote it in a square. They don't make it a circle. And I really appreciate how you do that. You got that. You got your Instagram. That's amazing. So please tell us about March 4th Media Company. Yeah. So thank you. So March 4th Media is a company that we launched this year. And the whole concept behind it is we all have a story. We're here to help the independent creative find and share their authentic voice. And maybe you don't know what that looks or sounds like right now. And that's, we have different parts of the company. So there's the coaching aspect where, you know, we're going to talk and we're going to help you find that voice and build your confidence because especially for a lot of the topics that I think need to be shared with the world so that we can start to reshape some of the landscape of what we're dealing with in the world, it's going to involve being able to have difficult conversations in a new way and being able to show up where, you know, both sides can listen and hear and ask new questions. And ultimately that's how we march forth together, building that community that we can create the positive change in the world. So March 4th Media is part coaching to help you find and and start to shape your message with the world. Um, And then for those that have already started that process, you know, we're here to help you either through marketing efforts, either through the podcast or helping you build your marketing plan. Because let's face it, when you write, you don't always think about who's going to read it at the end. I know I didn't when I got the first book done. I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do with this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is an important part of the process. You know, who's your audience? Who is that message meant for? And we're here to to work with you through that and then help you through those finishing parts. You know, if you're a writer or an artist, you don't may not necessarily know or have the resources or care to to really think about the formatting and sit and take the time to do it. So we do also have self-publishing support um, where we're here to guide you and help you through that as well. So we're here, we, we say we're through for the independent creative, you know, not, we're not a traditional publishing company. We are not a hybrid publisher or a vanity press. We're, we're literally here to offer support and resources so that you can get your message out to the world. Okay, and then we so, have the podcast. Okay. Now remember that fellow podcasters, cause that's a deal there. March 4th media company can help some of you people. Cause um, one thing that's just a little off topic, but that I just want to throw in here cause you're a podcaster also. Um, I see so many podcasts out here. It's a lot. And I do my best on Instagram. I will listen to a different podcast. I travel a lot, which we spoke about earlier. So I will listen to you. And because I have a certain type of following, uh, a certain demographic, 
That's that's a major thing there. You understand demographics just like I understand them. Um, so you would be a good fit for podcasters that have reached the the, the I would say the glass ceiling, you know, and you can help them get a little bit outside of their that demographic that they're kind of stuck in. That's one thing that I, I talk to because I talk to at least 30 to 40 different new podcasters a week. I try to get that across to them that, hey, it's two ways to do your podcast. And it's only two ways. It can be a hobby or it can be with monetization. Mm-hmm. When you do it as a hobby, it's fine. But when you get to the point where it has to become monetization because you're putting out more content, I believe that you can help them there. Because that's such a big thing in this thing. Because I listen to one podcast and we won't say names or anything like that. These people have a huge following, but make no money off of it. Mm-hmm. Like one of the biggest followings I've seen. And I'm just like, I wish there were more people out there to help them. I can only do what I can. So I commend you on having that company. So now let's jump into the real part of our business today. Your podcast. The okay. power, the power to pivot. Yep. It is a great podcast. Now, um, this is what I will say about your podcast. Cause I actually people I know some people act like they listen to podcasts and, and have people on their show. I actually listen to your podcast. I go out here. I hop in the shower. Uh, Stacy d- d- doesn't charge a shower speaker anymore, so I don't get to listen there. Um, I wear some headphones here and there. I got a pair of Bluetooth that I'll put on, and I'll put her little snazzy watch on and listen to podcasts. I'll, I'll uh, listen any other way I can in the car audio. However, I listen five or six different ways. Even put it on a projector that it's got a speaker. That's something that's out there. Um, your podcast. Please tell the audience about the message and how they can contact you to, you know, get involved with this, with your podcast. Because the great thing is that with your format, it's kind of open to have lots of guests and, yep. and it does lots of help. My podcast is more or less like a Larry King type deal. We come <laughs> on here, we're going to do what you got to do. I'm going to throw a little comedy in there or a little bit of razzle dazzle and we're going to promote you to, to the ceiling falls out, you know? Yep. So please. I appreciate it. I, so I started the podcast about a year ago and I thought I felt really compelled to, to learn about podcasting and didn't really know what it was going to, where I was going to go with it. I did maybe, maybe three or four episodes, maybe five, and then kind of let it fall. And then I did a couple more and then it, it, life happened and I kind of stepped away from it for a while. And then I realized more and more about the message I wanted to share. And there's this power to pivot. I start or end at some point in every episode, I I say this one phrase, and that is at any given moment, you have the power to use your power to pivot, which is to make a new choice and put yourself in an entirely new path in life. Um, You're never stuck, you're never lost, and you're never alone. And I try to frame conversations and episodes around that main message. Um, It is an open format. We talk about a little bit of everything, business, spirituality, love, relationships, life in general, Um, focusing on mindset. You know, when I interview guests, I talk about where are those moments in your life that you had to make those pivots yourself and why and how, and what was that process like for you? And and what was the result of making that pivot? Because it's it's the big things, but it's also those small moments that matter. Um, but I want people to know that they're not alone in making those changes in your life, that it's okay 
to sit in uncertainty, not knowing what that risk is going to give you, but to take it anyway, because you never know. And it makes life fun and it, it shakes things up and makes you come alive when you start to take those chances on yourself. Okay. Now this is what I'm going to do. Cause you told us about the podcast. Let's spin that podcast real fast. Mm-hmm. When did you pivot? When did I pivot? Um, I pivot all the time. Okay. I literally, so the very first pivot was on that map. Well, so prior to that, um, I, up until August of last year, August of this year, it's been a while. I owned my own bakery. So okay. one of the first pivots, you know, the biggest pivots that I can say is making the choice for myself um, to go to culinary school, which was something that I had aspired to do when I was originally in my undergraduate. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I chickened out of it. I talked myself out of transferring credits. I was afraid to lose credits. I was afraid that I wouldn't make any money. I was afraid. I told myself a million and one reasons. And I had other people telling me a million and one reasons why I should not do it. And then I got married and I had my kids and, you know, I got myself in a different space, but I always kept coming back to that love of baking and cooking. And I was like, why do I keep coming back to this? I'm going to see where this takes me. So that was a a big pivot for me was to take that chance and go back to culinary school. And I did. And then I was like, well, okay, I really want to open my own business, but what the heck do I know? You know, who am I to open this bake shop when there's, you know, how many other bakeries, but then I made another pivot and I did it again. You know, I opened that shop. I, I thought there were some obstacles that I had to overcome because of you know, it can be expensive. And the vision that I had originally for what I wanted, the budget at the time was telling me, (laughs) you're not going to have that. Um, And that was a pivot for me. I could either say, forget it, I'm not going to do this, or I could find a way to work around it. And ultimately, that's what I did. I had to pivot in my mindset and figure out where I could make those changes in my business plan to get this off the ground. And that launched me into maybe three or three and a half years of a business that I loved, um, had to walk away from, um, and then made the pivot as an author, made a pivot on the mountain. I make pivots every day. <laughs> now, so, now, let me ask you this about your pivot. Is your pivot, was this related to a basketball pivot or how's your pivot in a physical sense? Um, it's, it is, it's either mindset or physical. Okay. So it can be an action or the, and I, do I, I'm not, maybe I don't understand the question. Like what? Right, so, so like, you know, when you play basketball and you stop moving, you get to pivot, you mm-hmm. get to move around. So that's the motion you do when you're about to change things up. That's what I'm getting at. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're completely... you know, basketball players, yeah they, they pivot. Yep. You got it. So if you bring that energy of that thought in mind, that's exactly what you're doing. You're, you're getting yourself into a space where you can stop in the moment, quickly kind of make that choice. Which way do you go left or right? Are you going to sit in? And when you think about mindset, are you going to sit in fear? You know, I think back to my choice to open my business, you know, am I going to sit and say, who am I, or am I going to see where this takes me? That was, you know, left or right. 
at any given moment, you can make that choice to stop and pivot. Okay. Okay, I'm impressed with that. Now, there's a little part of my show. Um, people come on the show and I ask them to tell me about a secret or a hidden talent that they have that no one knows about. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and I always tell the one part about a rapper in New York. Uh, he can solve a Rubik's Cube in 40 seconds. And um, I even found out something about myself. I have a hidden talent too. I can drink in, in a record amount of, amount of time. I can drink a two liter of soda or pop, wherever you're from, which I know is bad for you. So no one needs to tell me that. I can drink, <laughs> I can drink that soda in under uh, a minute and 30 seconds. Whoa. So yeah, wonder where all the carbon goes. But either <laughs> way, either way, could you tell us, Liz, your hidden talent or your secret? And I'll give you one more moment to think about it. And I'll throw something else in there. Um, another lady that I spoke with uh, back in November, she does not like the sound, like the actual advertisement sound of a Coke can opening, any type of soda, any carbonated beverage. She will wreck her car. She will stop life and cease what she's doing when she hears the sound. So some people have some really amazing things and everything is amazing no matter what you tell me. But those are just some of the few that, you know, are out there. Okay. Um, hidden talent or secret. Um, <laughs> I have, this is going to sound silly, I guess, but and maybe because I'm a writer, I don't know. I, I'm like a pen, uh, crazy about pens. Like actually, I look for unique pens all over the place. Um, <laughs> you know, the look, the feel, you know, different styles of pens. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, I guess that, that, that's different. Cause me, I'm just a normal, I use a G2. When I was younger, I just used a zebra roller. That, that was my pen, you know. Not all pens. No, they're all different. They and and it's funny because when I'm in journaling mode versus like note taking mode for you know making to do lists and grocery lists and things like that, different pen. Different pen. Whoa. It's, it, it's weird. I know. And even like when I'm doing something like the workbook, it, it's the different pen. And now that we're coming up on the new year you know, I will go out and I'll get a notebook, a brand new fresh notebook, a brand new pen. That's, it's almost like this is how I'm entering the, the new year, so. Okay, okay, I like that one. That's a little different. Now, I have to ask you this. Is there anybody that you would like to shout out like that's helped you along the way? Because so many people, uh, I've never had one guest say that they did it all by themselves because we have people that help us here and there. Who would you like to give a shout out to? Um, so my first shout out is actually to, to my beta reader, Stacy. She is an amazing person. Um, she has read my work. She will critique my work. Um, gives me open and honest feedback every single time. Uh, I think she's actually in the dedication for the, at least the first two books. Um, so shout out to Stacy, uh, shout out to my husband, John. So he and I have been married for three months now um so and oh. he's a huge supporter for me <laughs> um and my kids so abby mary andy jess um 
shout out to them. They've been here forever with me throughout a lot of pivots. And, you know, I just can't thank them enough. So. Okay. So Liz, once again, before we finish this thing up, can you please tell everybody where they can reach you, how they can reach you and about where the books are? Yes. Yes. So um, this is where you pivot and the journey to healing you can find in paperback and in ebook on Amazon and then connect you a guide to your authentic life. This is the new one. It's paperback only is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, people can also reach out to me. I have copies of the book as well. If they want me, you know, want to reach out, I'll be happy to send them a book, a copy myself. With an um, autograph. I absolutely. And you can email me at March 4th media co at gmail.com. And that's M A R C H F O R T H media co at gmail.com. Um, same Instagram handle March 4th media co. You can find me on Facebook uh, and it's March 4th media company.com. Okay. Liz, I want to thank you so much for being on West Virginia and commonplace. And one cool thing about every podcast I do with someone, I always invite people back. Um, I say this um, to everyone and everyone knows that I have this podcast that's about to build up. We're about to do a big group podcast. It's called the friend zone in the future. If you would like to come on that. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I'd love to. Yeah. Cause the friend zone is something that everyone knows about. You've either been there or haven't been there, yep, yep. but you know somebody that has, and you've taken care of them or taken care of yourself and got yourself out the friend zone or just stayed there. So yep. I definitely would like to have you on for that. Um, once again, thank you for being on West Virginia and Commonplace, and we're signing off. Oh, no, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, and and absolutely, I would look forward to, to chatting with you again. Thank you, and I wish everybody a happy new year, too. Thank you.